Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Gab with Gwen Podcast. This is your girl Gwen, and I have two of my VIP guests uh, back in the remote proverbial building. We have uh, Miss Trinity and we have Mr. Ismail Abdusalam. Hello. Hey, Gwen. Glad to be here. Hey, everybody. So we've all done episodes separately, but not together. And so generally you guys who follow me on social media or listen to the podcast, I do get feedback in different ways. Some people DM me feedback. I sometimes I get tweets. Uh, And also, if you know me personally, I get text messages. And so Trinity gave me feedback on a recent episode called Predatory Entanglement that Ismail and I did uh, few weeks back a couple weeks back it was let me see episode 58 and we taught in that episode if you haven't listened to it go go check it out on all the different major podcast platforms but we talked about Jada Pinkett Smith and Mary Kay Letourneau and just society in terms of how there is a double standard in looking at men as victims and women as predators and so I agreed with Ismail that, you know, Ismail asked me if the situation were reversed, people would be calling Will a predator. Do I think Jada is? I didn't take one breath. I said, yes. There was no hesitation. I said, yes, I do. It made me uncomfortable because she was a mother figure to him. She, they brought him into the house when he was sick, you know, physically as well as mentally. And I don't understand how you can be this older person taking someone into your family as a, an authority figure, as a p- parental figure, and then you end up sleeping with them and having a sexual relationship. So to me, she was a predator. And Ismail, I believe that was also your sentiment as well. Absolutely. But Miss Trinity and I had a very long texting session back and forth. I was trying to work and I couldn't, I couldn't, I was like, girl, you have to go on the, on the podcast because you say it a lot right now. And, you know, say it with your chest. Say it while you're mad, son. So, Miss Trinity, I'm opening the floor to you. All right. So, I think when we were talking, I tried to make it like as clear as possible. I definitely am not condoning Jada's behavior or her actions. It was stupid, it was a dumb decision. My point of contention really was around the use of the word predator, right? Because I feel like that's a very strong label to put on somebody. And I don't see how the way that this all played out, that she was a predator to him, that she was preying upon him. Okay. When people are saying that, you know, she they took him into the house, if her and Will weren't together, what are they doing both bringing someone into into their home. And who said that she was like a mother figure to him? She said that they were helping him out. They were trying to help him get through that rough spot in his life. But I don't think that just because she's older, she should automatically be looked at as a mother figure. Ismail, I'm gonna let you take it first. Go ahead, I heard you. Ismail, I'm gonna let you take it first, go ahead. Okay. So I definitely understand where you're coming from, because when we hear the word predator, we automatically think of, number one, I think most people automatically think of underage. That's the first thing that comes to mind with people. And then the second thing is something, you know, like really abusive, really um, mentally taxing on someone. I think that's what that word conjures with a lot of people. But I think the good thing that we've learned from you know the Me Too movement and a lot of stuff that's happened over the last couple of years is that sexual assault and sexually let's say sexually unethical behavior comes in a lot of different forms and i think we recognize it quicker now than what we did just a couple years ago 
I think the reason why a lot of people look at this as a mother figure situation, number one, she did say she was a mentor. So that's kind of even just looking at it like that. If you're a mentor to somebody, you definitely shouldn't be having any type of sexual relationship with them. But I think it's the fact that August at the time was best friends with her son. So automatically, I think that's kind of what made people put her in that mother type of role. Because any mother to one of my good friends, I already kind of look at them on that level. So I think that's number one, why a lot of people looked at it like that. And then number two, he was admittedly going through all these health issues and mental health issues going on. So how does it even morph into that? So it's definitely unethical. It's not anything that's going to get her locked up. But I do think she's pretty much earned that tag just based on her behavior and just the way she acted at that red table. There was no remorse. She framed it as, you know, it was a healing thing. It was a good thing that we all learned from. It was nothing good about it. It was really, to me, just disgusting behavior. Trinity, go ahead. Because I know you so have rebuttal because we talked about certain things right. he said. Because right, I, right, I think right. you have a question about the friendship. So go ahead, girl. I do have a question about the friendship because August is in his 20s, like 22, 23, whatever it was. Jaden's a teenager. How are they mm-hmm. best friends? I don't see where that connection came from. Jaden was in the music industry. He was blowing up. August is in the music industry, right? So they're like mm-hmm. work friends. I wouldn't say that they were best friends. I didn't see that at all. And so people using that and saying, well, oh, he's, it's his mother and she's dating his best friend. No, definitely not the case. Definitely not the case. He met Jaden via music, probably was explaining to him everything going on in his life. That's fine. Jaden's like, hey, maybe my parents can help you out. And that's how that connection happens. But to say that it's automatically because she's a mother figure because she's a mentor as well, and because he knew her son, I think is a little unfair. Granted, yes, I agree with you. If somebody, if you've taken on mentorship over someone, you likely shouldn't be bringing, you know, sexual interaction into that relationship, but it happens. It absolutely happens. I'm pretty sure that even Dr. Fauci was talking about how he had met his wife and she was actually working with him and he was a superior to her. So is he a predator? I mean, Girl, you're going low, but go ahead. Go off. Go ahead. You're going low, but go ahead. Go off. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of where I stand. So I'll let, I'll let Ishmael go ahead. I didn't know about that falsely one. I'm going to need to look into that, especially like depending on what the age different was, difference was and what their jobs were too. That would also factor in. As someone that did work in the music industry, I can tell you the age difference thing doesn't apply as much as it would with, I say, regular people like me and you. Like if I was 22, 23... I was definitely not interacting with any teenagers. But in the music industry, it's a lot different. I mean, you even have situations where Drake, I can't remember that that girl's name, like Bobby something that's on that show, um, Stranger Things. They're they're friends. And, you know, Drake is damn near 30, I think. And, you know, they text back and forth and all that. And she's about 16, 17 years old. And she considers him a good friend. Stuff like that normally doesn't happen with regular people. We're not really going to know the depth of Jaden's friendship with them because I don't think he's ever really going to speak on it, especially now. But from what I heard just from my music industry friends, they were good friends. I don't know if I would go as far as saying best friends, but they were really good friends. That's why he felt comfortable bringing them to the house and bringing them around his parents. So I can say at least that much just from what I know with the uh, industry people around me. So they were at least good friends. So that still makes it to me very slimy, honestly. So... This is my thing. I don't care like how close their friendship is or not. It doesn't make a difference to me. The premise under which you were brought to the home of this boy's parents is that you're sick. 
you're my friend, and we're helping you. So it's a familial help. Like anybody who comes into my parents' home to get taken care of, you're now being a part of the family. Will said that as a part of the family, right? So if we don't want to look at it as a mother-type relationship, it's still something incestuous in terms of you now being considered a family member we're helping to take care of, and somehow that's now come into a sexual relationship. And so for me, it's predatory because if you think of predator and prey, the predator is seeing your vulnerability, the weakness, and then going after it or tapping into it. And he's clearly the weak link. He's clearly the weak link because that was the premise under which he was brought into your home for you to be this family figure, whether or not you want to call it motherly figure, still in this familial relationship. He is weak. He is wounded, being taken care of by the family. And now you've seen this. And to me, as a predator, you have now taken advantage of this weakness. This known weakness, that's how the game started. That's how it started. That's that's predatory. So they were living together? He was living in the home with a separated couple? They said they brought him into the home. What does that mean, though? Like, what? we're lacking a lot of context here. And so this is why I really don't like this label and kind of everybody's judgments putting, being put onto the situation like this. Because we don't know what bringing you into the home means. It could just mean that you have met our family. And like you said, the family decided, hey, this guy is going through a lot of, you know, physical ailments and he's got a really debilitating physical illness and we want to try to help him out. Yes, he's depressed. Yes, he's had, I think he's had some sort of um, drug addiction as well that he was working through, right? So bringing into the home doesn't necessarily mean that he was there in the home with them. Will and Jada were separated. So even Will co-signing this this statement that Jada threw out, I don't even know if that's true. Was Will even in the home? How do we but, know, but hold, okay. do we but know we, what this situation was like? We talked about this, and I said this all over the podcast. I'm going to repeat it. I don't care about Will. This has nothing to do with their marriage, whether or not they're separated. They're not separated. I don't consider this to be cheating. They're saying it's not. That's cool. That's not my issue with it. He's a non-factor in any of this. The issue I have is her. I don't care about Will if she cheated on her husband. She didn't. My issue is her being a familial figure, a mother-type figure to someone who you knew off-gate. The way in which this person was presented to you was that they were going through some mental illness, some physical ailments in a really bad place. Right. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're separated or not because he's a non-factor. It's you, Jada. You see someone sick. You're taking them under the wing. Those those are words. You took under his wing, all that. So how do you come from under the wing into in your pussy? That's what I want to know. People fall in love. I don't know how people fall in love. They allegedly said that they fell in love. They caught feelings for each other. Who are we to say how that happened? Who are we to say that that didn't happen organically? You doing some gymnastics, girl? This this, this feel like some gymnastics I'm to me. Really not. Well, you know, I always say, you know, that's a choice. You know, love everything is an active choice that you're making. Sleeping with somebody is an active choice that you're making. It doesn't just happen. You know, men, we wish we could use that excuse. You know, we try. You know, it just happens, and we get slapped upside the head because it's not a sufficient excuse. You know, when you to get to the point where you're actually sleeping with somebody, there's so much that has to happen to get to that point. 
So it's no just happened. It's an active thing that you pursued and something that you wanted. Just like she mentioned, she was going through a bad time. She didn't feel love. She wanted a boost. She wanted someone to be, I think, pretty much just wrapped around her finger and devoted to her so she can feel a pick-me-up. That's really all it was, based on what she said in her own words in the uh, Red Table Talk. And I think when we think of also Predator, we're also trying to, I think it conjures up something criminal too, which I think makes people a lot of uncomfortable. No, not anything that she did wasn't criminal. It was just disgusting behavior and unethical. And I think she's she has to wear that. I don't think there's really any way that you can get around that. And what you mentioned before about coming into the home, I personally always assumed that he was living there because they were taking family group trips together and all that. So I really just assumed he was living there with them in some capacity. Now, we're not going to know that for sure. And I also assume all this started before they even had the marriage issues. So, but like like you said, that's kind of a gray area that we're not going to know for sure because I doubt they're going to speak on it that in depth, you know, going forward. So we can only go about what's presented to us. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with the latter half of your statement regarding you know, the fact that her behavior was very uncouth. But when you say that it takes a lot for people to sleep together or to want to engage in a sexual relationship with each other, I don't think that I can necessarily agree with that. Um, People have one night stands, right? You meet somebody, some random person, you decide that you want to have sex, you're going to have sex with that person, right? right? So I don't think it takes a lot for that sort of engagement to happen. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. I mean more so as in you're actively making this choice. Not, I think when people sometimes talk about love, it's kind of like, oh, you have no control over it, or lust even. You just have no control. You just had to have this person. And that's where I have the disagreement that it's an active decision. You contemplated it. You thought about it. It's completely premeditated. No one's twisting your arm to make you do it. So you cannot claim that it just happened. I, that excuse, you know, as an adult, just never flies with me in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Um... I, this is, look, if we, so let's flip it, right? Because I feel like is the issue with the word predator because she's a woman. Would you feel like if it were a situation where were flipped and there was some younger woman, like I don't know who's, you know, I don't know, if it was Meg Thee Stallion who had been pulled in, she was sick and all this stuff, and will, you know, the family took her in and familial relationship, blah, blah, blah. You know, she was, you know, Willow's friend or Jaden's friend. And then it came out that they had this long relationship. Would you still have a hesitation to call him a predator? I would. And to talk about your first point, I don't think women can definitely be predators, right? You brought that up on the previous episode where you were talking about um, Mary Kay right? There's Miss Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's little uh, homegirl that's now catching pretty much all the heat now that he's dead for all of the actions that she engaged in and her predatory behavior. How do you say her first name? I know this is a random thing. Because I look at that. Yeah, I see it and I'm like. You know, I'm going to make a point. You know, I like a tangent. Let me get, sorry, I have to hear. Y'all talk about black people's names and that you see our names and you can't pronounce it. Well, listen, I keep looking that word. I don't know what that word is. Okay, I don't know what it is. I don't have a, I don't have an ounce of thought in the English language in pronunciation and sounding out my ABCs on how to pronounce that fucking name. So don't come at black people sideways about our quote unquote ethnic names. What the fuck is her name? The three of us don't know. And you know what's funny? I did watch that Netflix special 
and I just cannot remember what they said because I know they said her her full name at some point, but I just cannot remember how they pronounced it. Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I'm looking I at that like that. y'all talk about us. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a lot of letters and they don't relate. I don't know. So I'll just I have call her not Ms. a clue. Maxwell. And we not know she has a, a nickname too. I'm pretty sure. Gots too. Oh, okay. So don't come at us, please. Okay, check your bias when you talk about blackly names and y'all y'all making little snickers with the apostrophes and shit that people be putting in their names. Okay, because what is that woman's name? Famous woman right now, and nobody knows how to say her fucking name. We just reading it and we just looking at it like oh, her. Okay, Epstein's boo. We don't know what her name is. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, <laughs> <laughs> but like that woman's a predator right period we can all look at this situation and say this woman was preying upon young girls for this rich man and all of his different cohorts right we can call that a spade but i think that and you know ishmael made this point just a little while ago that a lot of times you can engage in predatory behavior and it still not be illegal Gwen, we love 90 Day Fiance, but I think we can clearly say that a lot of these men on this show that go hunting for these, you know, foreign ladies are predators. Absolutely. Or engage in predatory behavior. Absolutely. So then why can't you? Okay, yes. So Trinity is on the 90 Day Fiance train if y'all don't know follow me on twitter you guys know that i'm tweeting every damn sunday and monday at length about this show and their episodes as well that we've done together about it so why do you feel okay because we we have we see more obviously we see more detail of the 90 day fiance than we do with this one particular table's hawk but you know take the age out of it because i know we're talking about the Maxwell lady, you know, we know Epstein, everybody was under, underage. And we know it's not criminal. I agree. It's not criminal. It's not illegal. I'm not. It's, I think we all, well, I think we can agree it's unethical. I don't know. For me, it's unethical. But those men are predatory. They are seeking women who are more vulnerable. And it's, they're more vulnerable because of their immigration status for them coming from poor countries. And so it puts them at an advantage um, when they're seeking these romantic relationships and partnerships, right? And so, to me, the behavior is predatory. And are the women completely innocent in all of this? No. Like, they also know what they're co- coming up against. Yeah, they are complicit, if you will, because they're doing it. But, yeah, but it is, to me, a lot of it is predatory, right? And you and I were texting about, you're like, well, August isn't innocent. Blah, blah. But, like, the person can still be a predator even if you are a willing participant. Like, I just, and I and I, I did say, and again, it's underage, but R. Kelly, I said on the episode, those girls were not forced to do anything. They were willing participants. And if you see, you know, the video from me 20 years ago, they're very much actively, you know, engaged. I didn't see the video, but I heard that they're actively engaged in the sexual acts with him. And so you can be complicit and be a part of something, but it's still with someone who is a predator. Like, so I'm taking the age out of it. Like, yes, there are legal things. I totally get that legal ramifications. August is not a minor, so it's not a legal issue and he's not criminal because he can't be prosecuted. There's no prosecution for the extent of the law because he is of age, the age of majority. But in terms of the person taking advantage of someone in a more vulnerable position, that is what a predator does. Like if you think a predatory animal in 
the wild, that's what they do. You take, you pray the ones who are weaker. And that's where, to me, it was, it's pretty cut and dry with Jada and August. Like, he came into the situation weak as fuck. And you came in there like, okay, we're taking care of him. And then you're taking advantage by getting yourself into a quote unquote entanglement with him, damn well in knowing that you're married, you're not taking this seriously, he's not in the mental place to even deal with some shit like this. To me, it's cut and dry. Mm-hmm. And you know what kind of makes it a little bit worse if you dig into Jada's background a little bit? I think she even talked about this on the Red Table like maybe a couple episodes ago. At one point, she had the sex addiction that she admitted to. Oh. So when you think of stuff like that, it's like, oh, come on. You know, if that is in your DNA, how were you looking at him from the beginning? Were you looking at it from the beginning as we're going to help this person? Or were you looking at it as, okay, I got somebody that I know I can get wrapped around my finger. So now we got well, a question what her intentions were. You can have a sex addiction and being. not be a predator, though. You can, right? but you can all her other behaviors shaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you definitely can. But, I mean, when you look at her overall behavior, you have to question. I just don't know. And I guess I have trouble, right? Because maybe it's just my perspective on predators and predatory behavior, but a lot of it seems habitual. Like how you mentioned R. Kelly talking about mm-hmm. those girls, right? But it you could say that at least for the public, it started with Aaliyah, right? And then he continued that behavior. He continued seeking out these young women that he could essentially exploit. And that's kind of how predators are. They find their prey, quote unquote, and they exploit it over and over and over again. And I guess in this instance, we have one scenario where Jada engaged in really stupid, really idiotic, really unethical, really, you could even say slightly immoral behavior. But does that make her a predator? This is kind of where I'm having this struggle of just carte blanche agreeing and saying, yes, she is. She's stupid. She's been through her own trauma. And she, we can say, okay, she's in this marriage, but it was clearly unhappy. She had been talking about it, being unhappy prior to all of this, you know, madness going on, right? Mm-hmm. So you can say that she's had her own trauma and her own mental illness. I don't know what it's like being married to somebody for 20 something years. She said she pretty much gave up her whole life to pretty much support her husband's career and him being able to, to be a superstar and doing what he wanted to do. And she felt lost. And it must seem that at some point that all came to light and they were both like, we're over it. Now, can you engage in some sort of relationship or behavior with other people while you're trying to figure out who you are and what you want to do with regards to your marriage? Sure. Should she have chosen August to do that? No, I totally agree with that. But I don't see how her deciding, okay, I want to try to help this young man. He's going through some physical ailments, maybe, you know, get him the best doctors. Maybe she probably should have gotten a therapist and herself on all honesty, but like, and then somehow you find some sort of connection with this person and you engage in a physical relationship with this person. And then you decide this is not going to work. This is stupid. Should you be called a predator for that? How was she necessarily like, what is she exploiting from him? She didn't go seek him out. He came to her. He came to the family. Ah, you're the girl. This, this, this makes me uncomfortable. Don't say, Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. I mean, are we implying that he came to the family like looking for Jada? Is that what you're trying to say? 
Say that one more time, Ishmael. Are you trying to say that he came to the family like looking for Jada? Like he wanted her from the beginning? No, no, no. I think he came to the family just looking for some help, some guidance, something. And where he ended up is not the help that he needed. That's my that's also my other issue because it's like as you as the older person, the wiser person, it's like you're gonna get more of the blame because you're in the position of power. So that's why she's getting so much more than what August would get if the playing field were level. Like she was having problems and she decided to step out with him and he was never a family friend, none of that stuff, you wouldn't even be having this conversation. But would we capacity, not? Mm-mm, I don't know. It would you be different. Actually, I wouldn't be saying totally. this. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be saying this. No. Like if she just went out and like slept with like Trey Songs or something like that, no one would care. It's just the capacity that he was brought to then and the fact that her and Will were kind of seen as healers and mentors and all that, her words, that's where it looks so insidious. It's like, how are you claiming to heal somebody and you're sleeping with them? And you know they're having mental issues and you know bringing sex into the equation is not going to help somebody mentally get better. In no capacity is that going to help at all. That's the predatory part. So to Ishmael's point, just I do want to reinforce that. If this had been like, oh, I just saw him out and about and we kicked it and we fucked, then... It's not a predator. It's not. But he's you, the way in which the inception of the relationship is someone who is sick and you're there to heal and mentor and be a parental figure to them. And then you end up sleeping with... That is like... That is predator textbook to me. That's like textbook. Like, this is how it, it, it comes into like the... You're the weakened situation. I become the the hero or you're looking up to me and then they become more vulnerable and open to you. Then you can go in. It's easy to go in and take advantage. And then for me, the habitual part is that hold up. We don't know all her business. Like we're talking about R. Kelly and everybody else. We don't know all her business. So we don't know who else she's dealt with, the sex addiction, anything like that. Plus, we have we have to acknowledge that society also looks at it differently. So when it's a woman doing it, it doesn't mean there's going to be a bunch of men coming forward to say anything because people oftentimes men have a hard time even identifying when they've been taken advantage of or have been in a situation in which they've been molested or sexually assaulted or been in any situation in which they have been taken advantage of from a vulnerable position especially from a woman because society doesn't even frame relationships between men and women in that way because you're seen to be the passive participant as a woman is the receptacle and the man is the one who's the aggressor so i think we have to recognize the societal nuance that she could have this as being habitual you don't know we don't know her her history we don't know all the stuff that hasn't necessarily come out and i think we made the point that him coming out who's to say what floodgates could open down the, the the line we don't know so just because we have that one instance doesn't mean that she hasn't done it and we just aren't aware of it. And then, you know, my sister, I was talking to her right before we started to record and she says, well, she's like, look at Woody Allen. Like that, you know, doesn't necessarily mean it's habitual, but it is this situation where yes, it's parental by definition, but there is an element of being a trusted person who's older and now this person now gravitates towards you and you know he's married her and they've had children and it's for years together right but it doesn't make it to me any better and it's still 
predatory. And yes, I know it was his stepdaughter and he was married to her mom, but it's still the same. We don't have a whole long people. list of, you know, Woody Allen having a bunch of people, but that shit is still predatory to me. Well, you can say, I think that, and, you know, people don't really call him a predator because, you know, white male privilege, but he was allowed to not only marry his adoptive daughter, but his own daughter accused him of sexual assault. So I think that that is habitual, right? But people are saying that's not like, true. There, there was no, it never, it never got any traction. Yeah, she never was able to. He wasn't necessarily convicted for it, but how do we know if it's true or not? You yeah, but that's saying? one person. And, and it could be, about... it may not be. We don't know about Jada if there's more. I mean, there's right. still, oh. to that point, right? We don't know. It's an assumption that maybe there could be more. But should we be giving her this label based off of that assumption? I don't think you, I don't think it has to be a bunch. So that's I don't, that's my argument. First of all, it, has to be a bunch it doesn't have it to be, be habitual. It, well, I, to me, it doesn't have to be habitual. You have to start someplace. Okay, you got to start someplace. They start with one. Okay, so if he's mm-hmm. a start, I don't know if he's a start or not. It's not the criteria for for me to be habitual. It's not. It, the trend may be habitual, but for me, it's not the criteria. I'm gonna look at the situation as it is, and she's clearly a predator based on how they came. I mean, so just look at that. And I'm not trying to convince you, but I just just for us to just have the debate. To me, coming in, there is a distinction between. Like Ishmael said, if it were Trey Songs, someone who just randomly she met and they had, you know, an affair or they had some sexual relationship, but it was, it did not begin with the person being presented to you in your engagement and your interactions initially being because the person was suffering from physical ailments, mental illness, and was brought to you to heal and to take care of from a mentor in a familial perspective. That is that is that familial. piece. You keep saying familiar. Because he said we mentor, brought him into the family. I will accept. Will mentor, said it. He was a part of the family. Mentor I will accept. I'm not going to accept familial. He's not a part of the family. They brought him to the family. Yes. But he's not. She wasn't saying, oh, my son. There were no Instagram posts saying that. So I'm not going to run with this familial aspect. And that's where I have a big issue. It's because people are just placing that on there. But no, nobody's saying all of that. Hide your wife, hide your kids, okay? Listen. <laughs> Look, if she was white and he was white, do you think people would be calling her a predator? Okay, no one called her a predator except for me and Ismael. So that's number one. No, no, no. Yeah. Other people well, online have. The hoteps have. Okay, I don't appreciate being, <laughs> like, out of I knew I was coming. <laughs> <laughs> compared to the I mean, hoteps. Y'all are keeping some strange bedfellows. <laughs> ah. You go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah, she's never going to get that tag because um, number one, there's nothing criminal, and just number two, just because she's a woman, I don't think it's ever going to be a big widespread thing. I don't think when people are in the CJ, they're going forward, they're going to think, "Oh, Jada's a predator," even though what she did to me was predatory behavior. She's just not going to get that tag. Number one, because of how much um, clout she's had being in the business so much longer than August, and plus she's a bigger figure too. So it's going to eventually fade because even if you look at people who've been criminally convicted like look at mike tyson how many people look at mike tyson and the person they think is rapist a lot of people don't they don't even see it anymore so same thing will happen with this this will just be like a bump in the road that people will vaguely remember years down the line but like you said 
you know, when you look at this situation, I don't think she has any leeway to not be viewed as a predator, but I don't think that's going to be her main tag going forward. Okay. That makes sense. I think it might linger within the community, within the black community. But um, yeah, in general, I agree with you. I think that once the next big scandal rolls around, it's just going to fall by the wayside. And even, even how big of a scandal was it? I think for the most part, it was like a big joke. You know, just people being for able to pandemic, look at someone. You no, know, yeah, that just looking at someone's marriage up. and being able to, to laugh at it. Especially, you know, we had had rumors about how their marriage was. Was it open? Was it not? So now that there's been you know, somewhat of a confirmation, now it's when mm-hmm. everything has been kind of going crazy. But um, the other thing that's interesting when you talk about not caring about Will, does this dynamic change? Let's say it came out where it was true, where August did actually get permission and everything was condoned. Or would we give some of that predator tag to Will or is he still kind of out of the picture and it's still all on Jada? Um, I have an issue with that because Jada's a grown woman. So what is this seeking of permission from her husband? She's not property. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't quite get where August was trying to go with that, but that kind of low key misogyny just doesn't sit well. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that would have ever happened. Like, how do you go to someone's husband and say, may I sleep with your separated wife? Like, how does that even transpire? So assuming that the marriage is open, I think even, even the other dynamic, let's say I'm married. So let's say if I went to a woman and said, hey, you know, I want to be with you, blah, blah, blah. My wife is okay with it. I think most women would be like, okay, I'm not just going to take your word for it. I need to talk to your wife. So I think that might have been August's kind of thinking that not as in will control her, just the fact that you guys are married. I don't want to mess up your marriage any further than what it is. If it is messed up, I want to make sure it's okay with him before that happens. I know it's okay with you, but you guys are married. So I'm looking at it as a, a group thing. I think that might have been his view of it. So I think most women would have looked at it the same way. If a married guy comes to you and you're with it, you know, getting that out the way, you still want to know. Some women may not even care, but some women would want to know that I'm not breaking up a, a happy home, so I need to talk to your wife. Some would definitely not care. And I know a couple that have an open marriage. They mm-hmm. don't talk to each other's sexual partners. They talk That's to probably each for other. Best. They have open communication with each other, but the other person's sexual partner will not come and try to confirm that this is the deal. If you have to do all of that legwork, why would you even sleep with somebody in the first place? And that's what makes it so messy. They don't have that that, type of... That's what makes it so messy, the fact that August was, from all intents and purposes, seems like he was a member of the family in some capacity. So that's what makes it so sticky and all that. You know, for most open marriages, you're not bringing somebody to your home like that. Whatever relationship you have is separate. Like you said, there's no contact with my partner because it's none of your business. But the fact that he was interacting with both of them, they're going on family trips and all that, that's probably what makes it so messy and why he felt the need to do that. I think the permission thing makes sense in the context, though. I think it makes sense in the context of people who have a non-traditional relationship and... A lot of times there does need to be certain contractual agreements between you, whether it be verbal or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think of it as like almost like a safe word in BDSM. Like, listen, 
are we good or are we really good? Like, let's make sure, especially with him having contact and being in the home with the two of them, right? He's not a stranger. It's not a person that you don't know I'm having my side relationship with. It's unknown with, and then, you know, we're just talking about it. He has a relationship as well with Will. So to, if she's saying like, oh, you know, our relationship is fluid or it's over, it's okay. If he's in a position where he knows him, he's like, listen, she's telling me this. I just want to make sure you're good. (laughs) And he says, yeah, I'm good. Well, shit. I mean, I not I can naturally see it. It's not permission. Like she has. She said, property. okay. It's it's right? not. You, you can't treat it that way. But I can. I, mean, I think the word permission this, is right? like insecure. Mm-hmm. When Molly was sleeping with her friend's husband, mm-hmm. she never spoke to that girl and said, "Yo, just double checking." Every relationship is different. Let me tell you something. Yeah. If I were well, ever in foul a... with that too, that was her friend, right? Didn't she have a relationship yeah. with uh, Drove? Yeah. Well, she's completely foul. That's why she didn't say anything because she was creeping. Well, let me tell you something. If I ever found myself in that relationship, I would do what August did, and I'd be like, "Okay, so I'm hearing this. Uh, he said, you know, he's saying that you cool, girl. You cool? I would right, do it. Would he even engage with somebody like that, though? I, I know, but I'm just saying, if I say <laughs> I went down that path. <laughs> I would go to the woman and be like, listen, he's telling me we're cool. He's saying y'all really open and blah, blah, blah. Because Molly was wrong for that. Because my thing, that was my issue with Molly the whole time. If he's telling you it's open and you happen to know the wife, it's different when it's like, look, it's a completely stranger and you are going into like, well, I'm creeping and I know. But this is actually someone you know. A common courtesy would be like, hey, he's telling me, are you really open? Like, I'm like, okay. You know, guys will lie. Yeah, he's lying. Like, Exactly. Are you well, really, women is really too, open? So okay, because he's saying you're open. I want to confirm you're really open because I'm about to do this. Are, are you, you you cool? <laughs> and that's and I, I don't think that is, the word permission is probably the wrong word. It could be a confirmation. Okay, it could be the prep, the, a better term. But just confirming with the other person. <laughs> yeah, it's like permission is not it. Fine. <laughs> I totally get that that's an inappropriate word. And listen, rap, you know, he's a singer, he's an entertainer, he doesn't have a vast vocabulary, fine. But mm. I do think if you want some validation or confirmation and he went to Will and got it, I think that's perfectly fair. He can validate and he can confirm. Yes, we're in this. And don't worry, you're not stepping on my toes. I'm cool with it. Okay. And that makes me wonder how much of their marriage is really open. Because I'm like, if he kind of knew that, then maybe... Well, no, I take that back. I think it's the fact that, like you said, he wasn't a stranger, that he was in the family home and all that. That's why he felt an obligation to not feel like he's backdooring somebody that he also maybe considers a friend or a mentor to. Yeah, to not hurt him. If you respect Will and you don't want to hurt him, then you go to confirm and validate, like, hey, I'm hearing that this is open. That's true? (laughs) Okay. And We're assuming that it's open, right? They said they were separated. So I don't know, but I'm just saying confirmation if somebody's separated. It could be. It, listen, whatever you're just confirming that. Look, I know you. I respect you. That you're not gonna run up on me if you see and, me out somewhere. And I and I want to make sure that you're cool. Like I'm hearing this. Is it cool before I go into this? Right? Because I I just want to make sure you know I'm not. I want you to know that I respect you and I'm man enough to to come to you and tell you that I am interested in pursuing this. And I want to make sure that you you are aware. And that's it. Right? And that's okay. it. Okay. But then four years later, he's like, well, I'm going to just put your marriage on blast and say what I want to say for my album release. So where did that respect peter off to? Like, where, where's it gone? 
I mean, that's what happens when you mess with, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> I'm to say somebody younger that may not be as mature. But the funny thing is, right. that whole interview that he did, that was really a small part of it. And he almost kind of said it in passing. It doesn't seem like it because that's what the, the, um, the video clips focus on. But he had like right. an hour-long interview, and that whole section was maybe five minutes three or less. Three minutes? Yeah, Yeah, it was short. Minutes. So I don't know if he... I mean, everything is so calculated in the music industry. So on one hand, I could definitely see if he dropped that just to get a little bit of attention. But I can yeah. also see that maybe he didn't think it was going to blow up as much. He can't be that naive. You'd be surprised. A lot of these artists are idiots. I exactly. <laughs> People are idiots not wearing masks. Like, what are you talking about? They're, you, they're you not have... as smart as you think they are. People, people are, around them are. People they're are fighting to not wear masks in this country. Like, come on. We, we're surrounded <laughs> by idiots. So let's not give him, like, all this, you know, this leeway that he knows what's doing. I, I would say between that and, I don't know, the degree of his mental illness. Like, who's to say, you know, people are... Kanye, listen, let, let's switch a little bit. Still talking about this. Because you okay. said, okay, so because Trinity, listen, y'all, we had a long text exchange, okay? <laughs> and we were so busy with work. And I know, no just terrible. I'm on, just crazy. I'm on conference calls texting this girl. So anyway, she texted me. She's like, well, listen, if August is such a victim, isn't Kanye a victim? Is Kanye a victim? Because he got mental mm. illness too. And he's being exploited by the Kardashian clan, right? They don't just marry any black man. They're not going to let him marry just any rich black guy. She's got to marry the most eccentric dude on the planet, right? It's like black Jesus himself, right? So it's like, is he not being exploited by, by Kris Jenner and Kim Kardashian? Kanye? Are they predators? Hmm. Well... This makes it an easier conversation because we're not dealing with sexual exploitation. It's just more so brand exploitation. And then the mm -hmm. problem with Kanye is that we know he has mental issues. We just don't know the depth of his mental issues because conveniently we have these discussions every time he has an album rollout. So we actually have a pattern with him because we saw this previously when he had the gospel album rollout. So he has more of a pattern. And I think that's why people are a lot less sympathetic with him. But I think it kind of comes and goes. You know, sometimes we're fed up with him, especially when he's disrespecting um, black leaders from the past and things like that and saying crazy stuff. But then when he starts crying and talking about his mom again, then he gets the sympathy back. So he's a tough one. I've been done with Kanye for a while now. So I kind of <laughs> just ignore everything he does. You know, I just kind of act like he died after the graduation album. So I kind of have an easier time. <laughs> looking at him, I just kind of ignore everything. It's just all theater to me now. We just will never know unless a book comes out years down the line about who was really exploiting who. But I do don't I really don't see a happy ending for him. Like it would not surprise me if like he committed suicide at some point in the next couple of years. I don't see a happy ending. I hope for it him. doesn't come to that. I hope it doesn't, but kind of like what you said, I don't think he's around the right people to prevent that from happening. You know, the Kardashians ain't it. You know, I don't put everything on them, but, you know, they're just brand, brand, brand focused. So I don't really think that his mental health is really their priority at all. I don't even think they know how to make it a priority. You know, they're just, I mean, they've been the same way for over a decade now. Agreed. I mean, to August and Kanye, Ismail, you made the point that, listen, was that calculated for August to say this little tidbit right before the release of his album? And the people around him are the ones who were smart versus him himself. 
and then even Kanye being surrounded by the Jenners and Kardashians, they're the ones who are, excuse me, smart. And so they can manipulate the situation. I think with August, I listen, generally, when are we listening to him? I mean, I think we're talking about the album coming out. What, who we listen? People, he wouldn't be interviewed. No one would be talking to him if an album didn't come out. So that's also basically why it came out. He wouldn't have had a, such a big platform to even have a conversation if the album weren't coming out. So I don't know if it was intentional. It just happens to be that you get a platform and people are paying more attention to you, especially for him. This is not the Kanye level, but him, if you ask everyone, everyone's like, damn, I don't even remember August Alcina's song, which is true. Nobody remembers. Mm -hmm. So it just happens to be that he's getting any attention because an album came out. And within the larger context of the whole interview, this little tidbit went viral. So I actually don't get the impression that it was intentional. He didn't have a song about it before. It was after, right? So it got picked right. up yeah, and then... Yeah, so that was intentional. Hmm? That, that song was intentional. The obviously. song was intentional, but he didn't yeah, have it. It wasn't written and ready, right? Because uh, yeah. right. you know, the word entanglement didn't come out until Jada's rebuttal. So I, I don't, you know, I don't know if he really thought it was going to do that. I think... To Smile's point, you get involved with someone who's not on your level. And, you know, he really fell for her and was bitter and feeling some type of way about it. He just, you know, said a little something, something, something because he was messy and people do that. <laughs> so I actually don't think that was calculated. I just think that he was hurt by the situation and it slipped out. And that's that because she easily could have denied it. Let's be real. Like she could have denied it and shut it down. She so when you say that he didn't have a platform, right? But everybody has a platform. Everybody has social media. He could have said something there. It would have blown up. It but would have I, gone viral. But how did, okay, I don't remember. Was he asked a question? How did this even come up? Yeah, Angela, you asked him about um, his relationship with the Smiths, and particularly Jada, and that's when he went into it. Like, basically, just kind of asking the word where they are now. He's still good friends with them and all that. And then he kind of went into all the details from that point. There you go. So his own platform, he's not just talking about them. It was prompted. But you give interviewers is... talking points many times. Artists and actors will give interviews. You could talk about this, this, and this. You can't bring up X, Y, Z. So how do but... we know that his people weren't like, ask him about the Smiths so we could drop this little nugget? That's possible, but just knowing how that normally works, he would have talked about it longer if he was trying to emphasize that, is what I think. I think this is one of the few instances where um, women kind of have an advantage because anytime women have been in the same type of affair or something like that, some people will ask why you're talking about it now, but most people will say, oh, you're so brave for coming out, finally telling your story. I know you've been holding this in for a while. That's what I said. Mm. Yeah. That's because she texted that me that too. Listen, <laughs> Trinity texted me that too. Why is he saying it now? I said, how are you going to say that? Women do it all the time later. And we don't, and we're like, no, you're brave, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's not fair. Yeah. This is one of the, you know, gender it's a uh, standard. Sure. that happens. There's really no way around it. Because even, you know, with this whole situation, a lot of people are like, why are you even saying anything? You should have shut up. You got with a married woman. That's attractive. What's the problem? You know, why are you even having any issue about this? So, and then even with Mary Kay, some people were like, oh, I would, you have to see it online all the time. I wish my teacher would have, you know, messed around with me like that. And you know, that's crazy talk, but, you know. People are 
weird. There's a double standard. I, I think we need to... I think it's hard for us to see the double standard because it's so ingrained in society. It's like, if it were really reverse, Jada would be in hot water. Jada would be getting a lot more... Oh, Will would. Yeah, he might, oh, lose. He well. might have to, you know, get kicked off movie roles and stuff like that. Definitely. If he had messed around with... No, no, no. I mean, Jada. Okay, if, okay sorry. I mean, if it were reverse, Will would be, yeah. but we would treat Jada differently if she were a man. That's what I mean. Like, if she were oh, yeah. a man, she okay. would have... She would be in hot water. She's not. It was just like a joke. Like, she said this, ha, 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 blah, blah, blah. And that's it. That type of reaction and how she's really gotten away with it wasn't a big deal she got an opportunity for her own tv show to make money off of telling this story and kept it pushing she, there's like no negative impact she, it's, it's, it was just funny press and every, they just all benefited from it that's, that's not probably, how it would when, go you talk, when you're talking about the calculator part that's probably why she went out and confirmed it she thought about it or her team thought about it and said you know what this is a very good opportunity to get record numbers you and will come and sit down admit to it it's a win-win situation yeah She's not getting any flack for it. She's really not. So, but it's an apologize. You know, like you said, if it was Will, we'd at least got an apology for putting that young lady in that situation. She didn't have to apologize. She just said, you know, this was a, a healing experience for everyone involved, and that was it. No regrets whatsoever. I mean, I don't know if she has no regrets. I feel like she might regret letting it happen because I think it does put a blemish on her persona because like Ishmael had said earlier like they are seen as this like golden couple right so it does kind of tarnish things a little bit for them and for her with her career not being as strong as her husband's yes she has the red table talk fine but you know really what does what kind of other negative impact will this have for her I mean we don't know yet. It's hard for women in that industry, especially at that age, to get the roles that they want, to have the power that they want. Will this hinder her? I don't, I don't think we can really say it won't. So we'll have to wait and see, especially if, like, like Gwen mentioned before, if more people come out. Because, you know, sometimes the floodgates right. open on both sides. Because you know, we know, I mean, just thinking about it, we know Will has his array of... Uh, women or or men some people and say men, yeah. during the time in, in the marriage so <laughs> this may embolden more people to come out because you know tmz will start throwing money in other places too so we'll Absolutely. see we'll see how good that their uh ndas are with these uh <laughs> non-disclosure agreements you would think everybody's under lock and key with that but you just never know agreed yeah you don't know yeah i just think there's a double standard and her behavior is predatory you know things will come out you know my Gwen's prediction. Okay, you guys know Gwen likes astrology. This is my prediction. My <laughs> prediction is that, and astrology is not predictions, by the way. Sorry, not I'm not maligning astrology. <laughs> That's not what it is. But Gwen Stradamus is saying that Will felt embarrassed by this. Mm-hmm. And Will, I think, because it's one thing to have speculation about having an open marriage, about dealing with men, by whatever not. But it's another thing to have confirmation and a blemish on his basically squeaky clean image. Mm -hmm. So Gwen's prediction is that these two shall be getting divorced within the next two years, okay? Because Mm -hmm. you, you, listen, you got me in these streets looking fucked up. 
true, real talk, like, we can have little murmurings about whatever, but there's never been any confirmation. They have been squeaky clean, like, basically the Hollywood Obamas, right? Squeaky clean. Mm-hmm. And you got the nerve to be doing this in something that does look predatory, whether or not we want to admit it, where, you know, someone was, you know, sick and we take them in and now they're in your drawers. And then on top of that, we go on your Red Table Talk and... She was standing with her chest like she didn't care. Real talk. She was like, yeah, it was, you know, it was a little something. And uh, it was entanglement. He's like, it was a relationship. You know, the fact that I even have to do that and people are seeing that, like you're just being very nonchalant about this. Like, yeah, this is this this was just an everyday Sunday. It was an and what? You know, she was just so nonchalant, very unapologetic, mm-hmm. didn't say anything, and was just basically, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. And what? Look at me because and my cheekbones. It seems like. Like this was done already and they probably hashed it out between themselves already. This is what I did while we decided to step out on each other, done. And they were over it. And now it's gotta come out again for everybody. So now they have to justify it to the world. They actually didn't have to do shit. They didn't have to they didn't have to come they didn't have to do this. It could have been he said that and they could have just been quiet and kept it pushing. Right. But honestly, I think that they need to likely divorce i mean like i said she said before that she was lost in this marriage they've been together for 20 some years they are totally different people like just spread your wings take half his money and you know go do what you want to do you know pride is something on one hand like a man's pride like you just said he can be certain enough where he decides i can't do this anymore but on the other hand i do remember him years ago saying that his biggest failure was um, getting divorced by his first wife so mm-hmm. i could see that being one of the main things where like no i'm just i'm not going to be considered a failure again especially by some you know kid that's half my age breaking up my marriage <laughs> i'm going to see this through to the end no matter what so i could see both of it happening but if i had to guess i'm leaning more towards they're just gonna keep it moving the way it is it seems like they already live separate lives and like you know she mentioned she said you know alluded to it you got me back already a bunch of times right. over. So, but he said, "I'm going to get you back." Like, no, no, no. He divorced and hurt. Look, yeah. he he said he's going to get her back because the thing about it is, she has put a blemish on his clean image. She has well, that's he have different that clean image without the support that she provided to him over these last two decades. Listen, girl, you know, you know how men... He didn't build this career on just his own, right? Lord, the, listen, the male ego, girl, I don't know what you're talking about. I get it. I get it. I get it. The I male ego and pride. The boy didn't rate the boy. He didn't... He's. It's not... August didn't break up the relationship. I think we need to all be clear on that. It, it's not that August broken. cleared... The, August didn't break up the relationship. And if they get a divorce, it will not be because of August. It's going to be that you put a blemish because you couldn't keep your hoe in check and you probably more reckless. Like we have this agreement and you a little reckless with it. Like choose better. You didn't do this. Like you now putting a blemish on my squeakly clean image. We don't have images of black men, black families together at all. Right. We don't have that. You know, we are one of the few. And she now did it and confirmed you know, it, it's not just like it was just a hot affair. It looks suspect. You know, I'm I'm getting implicated that I said okay to this. I mean, I did, but so what? And then, you know, with someone who was sick and our son's friend, like, look, girl, you put a real, this is a terrible asterisk on a black mark on my image. And 
yo, I'm going to look better if I leave and start over clean and fresh. So I really think that ego of his pride and his legacy of his image will eat at him. And I do think it's one thing to to not. And you know what? He probably would have been better off saving his first marriage. He probably was. You you bet on the wrong horse, no. baby. You bet no, on the wrong that, horse. That, that was a terrible marriage. They, they are not compatible. Look, you bet on the wrong horse. <laughs> and you, you stayed long in this one. And... Hey, the kids are not, they're not small anymore. I, a lot of people, especially when the kids get grown, they'd be like, it's a wrap. Because all the <laughs> stuff you did to like hold this together for the kids and now they grown, like, it's a wrap. Like, why am I doing yeah. this? I have so many years left on this earth. I'm not going to sit here pretending with you. Right. But I don't I'm think sure. that he would have gotten where he got without her holding him down. Like, let's be real. And he said it. She held him down so much that she lost herself. So welcome like, yeah, to marriage, girl. Walk away from me. Yeah. Welcome to marriage. It's not easy. Welcome to marriage. Every woman who's ever married or whatever, some spouse mm-hmm. who's doing better, everyone's going to tell you that. Welcome to marriage. What you think you signed up for, bitch? Come on. That's how it go. That That's how it, it literally goes. I think it works out for both parties. I mean, like you said, if they divorce, she's leaving with an empire as far as financially. She would be fine. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't feel bad for, I do not feel bad for Jada. I'm sorry. I don't listen. She going to put some new cheekbones in there and keep it pushing. (laughs) So she's, mm -mm. I don't feel bad for her. She's going to be like, okay. And she's going to keep it pushing and start trolling a bunch of young dick. And I'm not mad at that, but yeah, she was there. They're more friends now than anything above anything. So just as I know you guys, I know a lot of people thought it was really strange how close they are with the first wife. I think it would be this. Mm-hmm. I really don't think anything would change if they got divorced. They would still be like really cool friends. Absolutely. Yeah, because there's no romance there. So, um, so I mean, listen, I think at the end of the day, we're agreeing to disagree. <laughs> Trinity does not think that Jada is a predator. I still stand by Jada, Jada being a predator. Ismail? Oh, absolutely. You gotta, you gotta put that as a little asterisk under all her achievements now. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> it, gives, it gives her a little edge. But, you know, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> but to answer your question before, if Will had co signed or, again, not get permission, but confirmed or whatever, or not, that they were open and he's cool with August getting into relationship with her as his, you know, quote unquote friend and mentor, I would give him an asterisk for, you know, predator adjacent. Mm. I would give y'all him are, Y'all are just spreading this label to the whole family. Listen. You want to give it to Jaden too? Well, you know, that whole family is kind of weird. So, I mean, can't put nothing past him. Look, if, if that were the case and, you know, Will was like, yeah, you know, go ahead, go, you know, run up in my wife, then you are predator adjacent. So, he got an asterisk too. That's that's he gets one too, Lord as far as I'm person. concerned. I think it's okay to call mm-hmm. a thing a thing, though. Yeah, you gotta identify how it is when you see it. Just like and you mentioned with the Kardashians, how they are with Kanye and stuff. These people would be fine. You know, they're millionaires ten times over, but we can recognize their shitty behavior and call them out for it. They'll be fine. That doesn't negate yeah. all of their past achievements. I think we're seeing that more now. And just as an aside. You know, if this podcast is around, I think maybe six years from now, we'll also have another interesting discussion because I don't know if you heard about that stuff with Martin Luther King. A lot of his, all those seal files 
from his affairs and everything. They're oh, going to be coming out now, and they have oh, Lord. video. They have oh, audio tape of a lot of these. Uh, oh Lord! And the worst one, there's a rumor that he raped somebody, and they what? have it. They have the audio of it. Yeah. The only reason it hasn't been confirmed and getting more attention is because they only have written word now from the FBI. And you know, the FBI and CoinTelPro, they were very biased back then. So we're not going to be able to really make a decision on that until we hear the actual audio. Which will be out. I think it's 2027. I think oh, Lord Jesus. So it might be a little reckoning as far as how we're going to be viewing some of our, um, <laughs> some Look, of our legendary we have figures. to reckon our slave owner founding fathers... We just gonna have to let MLK Jr. just run with this, cause what? I don't. If we're not gonna hold them to the higher standard, then we we really can't reckon Martin Luther King Jr. But if that stuff is true, that does hurt. Yeah, I mean we know the affairs are true. That's like yeah, that. even the people in the, the circle, rape. but the rape thing—that's the one I'm interested in hearing because I don't really trust anything the FBI says. So. Wait until we hear the audio. There's another thing about, I can't remember her name, but she was a well-known gospel singer at the time in the late 60s. But apparently they have it on tape. Her and King had a threesome with some woman. I mean, there's all types That's of stuff fine. going on back then. Yeah. But it's like the fact that there's audio of it is really disturbing to me that that's going to be just all over the press and media. It's like, I know you can't destroy that stuff, but like, why does that need to come out? Because, you know, they deliberately were gathering all that stuff because they wanted to um, disparage him. Yeah, and apparently they sent all that, the audio, to Coretta, to the house. So she heard it. So you can imagine that conversation was when Martin got home. You know, like, how could you be so stupid? You know the FBI is after you. But, you know, men will be men, right? And who says those no, women men are stupid. I'm not going to say men will be men. Men are stupid. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, and who says those women weren't even sent there just so they can get the audio tapes? I mean, you just don't know how deep the, the rabbit hole goes. No one's entrapping you in their pussy. You, you <laughs> willingly went in there. So let's be clear. That's the thing. That's what we talked about with choice. I mean, you can, it, it's a lot of steps before you take your pants off and have sex. So. Especially when you're a minister, right? But like we talked about on them earlier shows, position of power, women fawning over you. You know, you're the yeah. leader of a movement. You know, sometimes you think you're bigger than just you know, a regular man. You can do what you want. Uh, well, listen, 2027, God willing, mashallah, that we will <laughs> be around to pontificate about this. I mean, I would like to, if they have tapes on him, then where are the JFK tapes? We knew JFK right. was creeping to, and listen, I like JFK. Where, where's the Republican? Who's Republican? Give somebody who's, where are their tapes? We already got Nixon's. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any audio. They just have the written stuff. But And, and this is, this is a whole other topic for another episode, but it's it's related. And, and I think it's related to Will, why I do think the, the demise of their marriage will come soon. It is, my mom always says this to me, black people to survive in this society we really need to be on the straight and narrow and you really have to be diligent about doing your best to not make mistakes because Mm -hmm. white supremacy, racism, the legacy of colonialism, all that stuff is not forgiving and doesn't give us chances. And it doesn't give us opportunities to have the benefit of the doubt. And so it is, hard 
And so she says all the time, if you're a black child, if you're becoming a teenager and, you know, a lot of times people are getting caught up in drugs or getting caught up in the wrong side of the tracks or womanizing, like if you really want to make something of your life and especially if you want to be in some type of public display or pedestal or even if you're not, even just getting to rise up the ranks, you really got to be squeaky clean because they're out to get you Mm -hmm. and you need to know that. You need to know that. So you need to always have that in the back of your mind, like, hey, well, what are my real goals and what is my real mission that I'm trying to achieve? Because they are really trying to drag you down. And so you got to make better decisions. You have to make better decisions. And so she's always commended Barack Obama because she's like, wow, this is weird that we haven't seen anything come out. Not one thing. We haven't seen anything come out. And so he's been able to really embody that and took those lessons because one little mistake, anything, they will throw it against you. Hence, they're making a big deal about a tan suit. Mm. So here you have Martin Luther King Jr. come on. And I know Malcolm X, he was a clean one. Malcolm X was a clean one. He didn't do none of that fuckery. He was too radical. He didn't do that. He didn't do any of that fuckery. He knew better. He was faithful to his wife. He did the right thing. And it's another episode. I don't have to dedicate it. You're going to have to come back. And I don't know. i got to find a, another dude. Okay. I, I just, sometimes, especially with black men, I don't understand the psychology. Like, yo, you're leading the movement, MLK Jr. you got to be going in a lot of pussy. Like, Really? Really? I was joking. I was joking with my wife about that. I was like, you know, getting beat up, head about to get shot up. We can't get some pussy every now and then. And she's like, no, that don't work. <laughs> but I think that might have been part of it. Just the, the total stress. You might have had a little bit of a messiah complex too. It's just mm-hmm. you do it because you can, because you can get away with it. You know, Coretta's not there. She home. You on the road. They in hotels every other night. Everybody, nobody can tell you anything because you're at the top of the food chain. That power can be very, very intoxicating. But you're public enemy number one. You're public enemy number one. But you got to remember, this was a new time period, too, where they've... I mean, we know all about Telfro and all that now. This is all new to them. I don't think it really registered. I mean, they knew, okay, racists are trying to kill us and things like that. But I don't think they realized how insidious it could be to destroy you, that they would do something like that, that everything is bugged. All that was new. You know, Black Panthers weren't even aware of that, and this was um, you know, years after MLK had died. You know, infiltrating drugs, fake letters to cause you know internal uh, dissension and all that. All that was new. Now, now that we know all that, you got no excuse now. Like we all know, but I still think you know when people start getting money and all that, mm-hmm. they think they're above being black until they get the, you know as they say the Waco call. And once you get the right. Waco call, you remember exactly where you stand. I, the most recent person, Nick Cannon, he got his wake-up call. I think he really thought he could say whatever he wants. He was in Viacom so long. You know, everybody loves him and all that. He found out who really owns his brand, didn't he? Well, he should have known that he didn't own his own show, though. <laughs> you would think so. I mean, <laughs> but the, they asked him to apologize. He was like, hell no. Knowing that maybe he didn't know. You know, Maybe his paperwork wasn't straight. It's How? hard to believe that he wouldn't. But I can't see if you already know that they can snatch your shit like that. Why wouldn't you apologize, knowing that you have no leverage? I don't. I don't agree. Right? Maybe. He is weird. He is. He is weird. 
he you know tries to be America's oh you know friendly guy. I, I don't I don't even get it honestly. A lot of times for some of the people who make it, I don't even understand. I don't get it. I don't find him to be funny at all. You guys are saying he's talented. I don't see the talent, but what do I know? He's a great networker. Like he's one of those people who just hustles and knows how to make money, no matter how the industry changes. He's always kind of able to see trends and all that. I think maybe part of the reason is he's starting to crack a little bit. You know, being able to have that, wear that mask constantly where you're the safe Negro, quote unquote, I think it's starting to get get to him over the last couple of years. So I think that's why he overcompensated a little bit. And that's what got him in trouble. Trying to show that, you know, he's quote unquote down and all that good stuff. He almost 40 years old, so I don't really understand why he's trying to do that now. He's, it's You'd stupid. Be I don't get it. And, you know, and, and like I said, I don't see the talent. Yes, he seems to be the the networker, and he's you know been very successful. I've watched his stuff, and I'm with the straight face, stone face, and I was like, I'm not laughing, I'm not chuckling, I'm not nothing. I was like, this shit is so boring. It was just not my cup of tea. I don't see the talent. But listen, I see it all the time where I'm like, huh. You guys are telling me this is the cream rising to the top? The cream does not rise to the top, okay? It doesn't. The cream oftentimes can get stuck, okay? There are definitely um, mediocre people who often go very far. And so... Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you're in corporate America like me, so you know that for a fact. Yes. Mediocre people can go really far. And he is one of those people. And so he's doing, you know, that squeaky clean image... uh, again, is cracking. Now, now, he's not perfectly squeaky clean. He's had weird types of stuff and baby mamas and all types of weird stuff that he has going on that I've seen. But, you know, back to the Will thing, um, I, I do think, because we've never had any evidence until now, right? No, unlike COINTELPRO, stuff like that, Jada's the one who made the evidence slip that, oh, yeah. we don't have this clean you know, marriage, et cetera, you know, when it's squeaky clean, you know, I guess there's this dichotomy of when you are trying to be do well, right. And be squeaky clean. I guess people feel the need to get it out or something. Cause you know, I hate to make this parallel, but Cosby had the squeaky clean image. Right. Mm-hmm. And then look at all the insidious shit he was doing in the background. So I, I yeah, do try to like live up to that golden standard mm-hmm. and then you self-sabotage. But I think when you get that much money, it really just shows who you really are. Like, when you have that position of power, it shows your true integrity, how you move after that. So, and you know, with Cosby's stuff, that was going back, I mean, he's been famous for so long, but all that stuff went back, what, 30, 35 years. So this is really just who he was from the jump. He just had more means to get away with it as he got older and continued making more money. Yeah, but he wasn't doing it like a Richard Pryor, like a dirty image or things like that. It's like I build my career on being squeaky clean, but I'm doing some foul shit in the background. I mean, it's I hate to say it, so you're not going to hate what I'm about to say, but it's like Republicans. Like, y'all try to act like you're the moral, like, majority, and you're the, you know, we're the ones who are out here with family values, and then your scandals be wild, okay? The d- Democrats don't be that wild, yo. Y'all should be some old wild shit, because you're so busy trying to purport yourself to be the clean family value stuff. And then, you know, you're doing all types of drugs and dressing up and, and all, all types of orgies and shit in the background. Not that I'm judging that, but it's just completely contradicts the image that you're the face, the mask you're wearing for society. Right. This is true. 
Aside from that one uh, Democrat guy from Florida, what was his name? Gillum. Gillum. I was just thinking that. I was like, I'm going to talk about self sabotage. I, anytime I see his face, I know he's trying to creep back into things now. I just get so disgusted. I'm like, how could you be yeah. so stupid? Will you get to the point where you're so coked up and messed up that you're laid out and they're taking pictures of you? It's like, where was your self awareness? But it, it, it's still, I think, coming down to living a lie and trying to live this clean image. Right. He obviously, to me, I could be wrong, but it sounds like you're hiding your sexuality or battling your sexuality, whatever that may be. (laughs) Right. And you're trying to put forth this, you know, squeaky clean uh, homes, you know, traditional image. But in your and you're struggling with your sexuality. And listen, I want to be clear. You can be wholesome and gay and LGBT. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, if you're trying to portray a traditional image that society thinks of as like, you know, leave it to beaver or whatever typical shit and you're hiding yourself, then, yeah, you are going to go down the slippery slope, unfortunately, because you're battling yourself internally and not living your truth which I have an episode dedicated to this topic called Living Your Truth, I believe. Um, you you got to, you know, it comes out and then now you, you are coked up with, you know, prostitution whores. I mean... <sighs> no escorts. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm from Jersey. I could say prostitution whore like the Real Housewives, okay? But yes, uh, you know, a male sex worker. And that might have been a setup because who was taking those pictures? There was a third dude. The pimp. The little old well, man the pimp was that was there. Yeah, it was a third dude. Yeah. Yeah. But like, ah. Uh. So, you know, I, I, guess, so I guess that's the hard thing. I'm saying you got to live, you have this pressure to show up and be this way, right? But that same pressure makes people crack and then start doing some wild shit on the side. Mm-hmm. So what's the balance? Like, do we need to be more forgiving to our public figures? Give them some more leeway? We just have to take them off the pedestal, right? I mean, people yeah. are human. People are not perfect. And the more we, you know, lift them up to this higher standard is the more likely they are to topple down from there. Especially dealing with sex. It's like we, as America, we still have this weird warped relationship with it because porn is mainstream. But like you said, when it comes to politicians and people like that, you know, we don't expect, no one's expecting them to be asexual to a degree. And that's where mm-hmm. stuff like this can happen. Uh, I think we're still a long ways away. Now, it gets a little bit more complicated when you start dealing with religious figures because how do you reconcile that? You know, do you start need to be reinterpreting the Bible and other religious books differently? Or is it a point where, you know, if you are married, what you ordain is good for your marriage is fine, as long as it doesn't affect uh, your judgment and how you deal with the congregation. But I think anytime you're dealing with adultery and things like that, people automatically look at that as a um, mark against your judgment especially if it's something secret. Now, if we're talking about polyamory and polygamy and stuff like that, that's a different argument, but I don't think Americans are really able, ready yet to have that type of discussion. Agreed. That's a good point. Well, okay. That's a whole other topic. Because the, <laughs> the polygamy stuff generally has a very sexist lens where it's one-sided. The man can have all these wives, the woman can't. So, mm-hmm. like, if you well, talk- if it's a religious type of polygamy, like Islam, yes. But if it's like a polyamory situation, there's no limits. You basically define what you're doing. If it's polyamory, but traditionally in most like polygamy, it's generally male-focused and misogynistic where the man can do it. 
you know, and outside of Islam, just in a lot of cultures, that's just acceptable. There's one, I, I want to say somewhere in South America where it's actually flipped, where it's the woman that has multiple husbands. I'll look it up. That'll be good for maybe one of the future podcasts. I'll get some information on that. Yeah, I've seen one in it. South. I've seen one. It's in like some place in Southeast Asia, but it was due to a population issue or something why they had to do it. Um, you know, it's very rare. But I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with. I do agree with Trinity though that we we need to stop putting these public figures on a pedestal. And I also agree that this American puritanism when it comes to like being very puritanical when it comes to sex Mm -hmm. makes things very complicated right uh you know because anyway because to me the whole bill clinton monica Lewinsky thing like that was like between him and his wife and then you could say okay an hr violation (laughs) but (laughs) it's it's an hr violation but um to get impeached over a blowjob because you lied about getting a blowjob? I mean, really? And we can't impeach Donald Trump for all the egregious shit he does? I know. I know. Like, these history books are going to be like, yo, this was never a great... It just got shut down because, you know, who controls Mm -hmm. the Congress? Well, we did actually impeach him. We just didn't get the, um, enough votes because, as we know, who's the majority right now? Exactly. Yeah, but then what's the point? So you impeach him for what? What is it? What's the point? If you don't get thrown out, who cares? It is a blemish. How can that be a blemish? Look at COVID. Ain't this a blemish? <laughs> yeah, this whole presidency is the blemish. And we might be getting a second term. Like, for... Please stop saying it. that, guys. I need you guys to stop saying that. You're really giving me, like, heart problems. <laughs> you guys say it with such conviction. I mean, the fact like, that he got elected in the elected. first place, I have zero faith in the American public. I mean... We see with Harmon Kane. This was a supposedly intelligent, smart man. He was a Trump supporter, went out there with no mask on, happily smiling and cheesing and dancing cool. at a rally. Yeah, and then he's dead two weeks later. So the intelligence factor is just, it's not there at any level with, with the American people. That is true. But hopefully, because of this pandemic and the effect that it's taken on the country, You'd hope that the sector of the population back in 2016 that either didn't vote or threw away their vote now realizes the power that it holds. We can't keep subscribing to this notion that my vote doesn't matter, especially within the Black community, but also outside of that. It clearly does. So you can't just vote for the president. You got to vote for your senators, your Congress people, your local elected officials. It all matters. And I think people are now understanding that and becoming empowered by that knowledge. So we can only hope that that sort of movement and that trajectory pushes us and pushes this idiot out of the picture. So I'm paying attention to Florida, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. We'll see what they do. Mm -hmm. They're going to determine it. As always, Florida. I'm so done with Florida. That state just. <laughs> you know, I'm worried being here in Georgia. I'm like, they're right next door. All those cases Ugh. spiking. I mean, we've got it pretty bad down here in Georgia, but not that bad yet. But I'm like, they're right next door. So it's only a matter of time before it completely creeps up here. But I'm damn near in the house all the time now. Luckily, I get to work from home. So I got no reason to go out except for um, picking up groceries. And that's about it. 
Good, good. Stay vigilant. Mm. Look, Trinity is saying keep hope alive. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen is saying the end is near. Okay? <laughs> so, nigh. <laughs> that's true. The end is nigh. Okay? That's 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 what I got to say about that. Y'all, I, I believe y'all will pull him back in. And I will keep my eye on the prize, which is my 90 day fiance plan. That's it. <laughs> Unbelievable. I just hope that people know that they put him back in and we're going to have another four years with this man. We still do not have a viable vaccine and people seem to not fully understand. And Gwen had an episode about distribution channels and how important those are. Y'all still can't get Lysol and Clorox. <laughs> The vaccine also needs to be distributed around the country. We don't have proper leadership in place to make sure that everybody's going to get this once we actually get it. Who we have in power matters for that. People need to keep that in mind. We're not out of the woods yet. Well, Kanye has petitioned to put his name on the ballot in South Carolina, etc. So I expect 45 to be fully winning again <laughs> so um because y'all niggas is like y'all don't understand kanye speaking the truth okay this one he's saying what y'all don't want to hear you're not ready to hear okay okay it goes back to what you said celebrity worship as long as you're a celebrity damn they're saying anything and get support yep so distribution y'all don't want to listen to reason y'all don't want to listen to gwen y'all think gwen don't be knowing okay don't listen to us we don't know nothing you listen to Kanye. You listen to Trump. Let's see. We're all going to die. <laughs> I need to start taking doing my little Mandarin lessons on Duolingo, okay? Because I'm going to go to the world power. I'm going where they yeah. really popping. Now I'm going to New Zealand. They have no more cases. They're <laughs> chilling. That's why I'm going. They're not letting you in, girl. <laughs> they will let me in. <laughs> Who's going to let you in? Jacinda herself will let me in. Oh my! The prime minister, but yeah. Shout out to Jacinda. Out Shout out to Jacinda. She's been doing a good job. So yeah, damn. Why always end up in a bad note? Okay, so let's let's end the podcast on something, something positive. positive. <laughs> We're COVID free, as far as we know. That's all I got. Yeah. Something positive. Emancipation Day. Ah, Jamaica. you're right. Okay, that's positive. Okay, sorry. We'll end on that. <laughs> <laughs> Today is August 1st, you guys, recording on August 1st. I don't know when y'all going to get this, but it is Emancipation Day in Jamaica and other Caribbean islands of uh, that were colonized by the British Empire when slavery ended. Yeah, yeah, basically, that's, that's it. So yeah. that's positive, although... There's a question mark there and an asterisk. <laughs> Are we free? <sighs> yes. I know. I mean, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. So okay, it's positive. Like this is this is similar to a Juneteenth. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, right? This is similar to Juneteenth, and I said this on that episode. And this is how I feel, and I've outside of this episode, I say this all the time. So Jamaica and other uh, British Caribbean islands were emancipated from slavery in 1834 on August 1st. All right, so this is like 30 years before the U.S. Although, there's an asterisk there. There was like a five, ten year period where they were basically still slaves before they would officially let people be free. <laughs> so it's that's not good either, right? But it's similar to Juneteenth where folks in Galveston, Texas found out that they were free, you know, almost two years later after emancipation. 
And it's like, well, damn. Like, yay, but damn. You know what I mean? Mm. And if we look now, almost 200 years later, are we really free as black people? Doesn't matter where in America's any, doesn't matter if it's Jamaica, if it's America. Are we really free? No, I think we're making progress, but a long ways to go. Because it's like we get new hurdles every generation, whether it's uh, housing discrimination, flat out Jim Crow. Uh, it's always something. It's like it's always going to be a fight. The legacy, right? Those things are all just a legacy of slavery and the interaction and how black people are perceived and were brought to this hemisphere and how we continue to be treated no matter where you are. Right. It, 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 no matter where you are, right? The the black Latinos who are in denial that they're black and they look like all of us, but the black Latinos are treated very poorly and the poorest ones in their society. Black people in America, you guys all know the Black Lives Matter movement where we've gone through civil rights, Jim Crow. We all know that history. And then I would say in the black majority countries in the Caribbean, well, it's just neo-colonialism where it's just you're... Tourists, tourism is the only way you can compete, which is not a way to compete. And it's just your your whole economy is based on serving white people from from Europe and America. So, and it's a bunch of poor people, and you're indebted to the World Bank and IMF, and it's just rampant poverty. And there's no economic structure for you to be viable or for the people to do anything. So, none of that sounds like freedom to me. And it's all from the legacy of like how we we're all brought here. Right. At the end of the day. But, you know, we make little strides. We're a group of survivors, right? We've survived Absolutely. and we will continue to survive. And, you know, now it's leading the charge so that we can not only survive, but actually thrive. So that's it, y'all. We went around the world with Will, Jada, entanglements, <laughs> predators, <laughs> mental illness, with, with Kanye and then 45 and COVID. We did all of that until emancipation and, you know, Black Lives Matter. And that's how it goes. So appreciate you both joining me today. Thank you. Pleasure as always. And till next time, peace. peace.